This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hall Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 381 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we are... Joined today by Camille Badminton, the <laughs> author. That's pretty close, right? That's not bad. I right? got that right. No, that can't. Camille Parcheesi. It's Baron Baron von Camping Time. What is it? What is it again? It's Baron Barondi. Baron von Camping Time was closer. <laughs> we are we are joined in all seriousness by uh, Camille Barajic. Pauses to read. Berejik, <laughs> who is the author of Queer Disbelief. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So before we uh, get on to the shameless plug and self-promotion of your new book, Queer Disbelief, let's talk about a story, kind of a story that's been, uh, it's, it's yeah. been all over the place. Um, this, this comes from Gay Star News, um, but you can find it virtually anywhere. Yeah. In addition to Gay Star News, <laughs> I just like grabbing the source from here sometimes. Um, these 13 countries voted against the UN ban of the death penalty for being gay. Um, so, uh, oh, God damn. The United Nations uh, Human Rights Council, um, they voted just kind of like overwhelmingly minus 13 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> countries countries. Um, to, to ban certain things from being uh, punished, being gay and getting the death penalty for it among them. But there's actually a list um, on this, on this here that uh, he, what they were saying basically is like, Hey, we shouldn't have the death penalty on the following things. No death penalty for people with intellectual disability, intellectual disabilities. Well, Bush already yeah. executed he did. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't yeah, care about that. He didn't care. Uh, below the 18 years of age at the time of the crime, but we are always trying We're, juveniles yeah. Yeah, as, as adults. adults. Yeah. Uh, pregnant women. Hey, don't stay pregnant forever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> America <laughs> and truck nuts and flags uh, for apostasy. Well, we got that one. Yeah. Blasphemy. Uh-huh. Okay. Adultery. We're not doing that. No. Because Newt Gingrich would get it. <laughs> all of Congress. <laughs> All of Congress Um, or consensual same-sex relations. I just want to say, like, we voted no on that. Yeah. With the the word no. (laughs) (laughs) That's flabbergasting. (laughs) And, like, who else voted against this resolution? Who is the company that we keep? I just want to read this out, too. Uh, Such illustrious and progressive nations such as Bangladesh and Botswana and Burundi. No relation to Camille. China, 
Egypt, <laughs> Ethiopia, India, Iraq, Japan, huh? Qatar, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and then us, the United States. Huh. Where is Western Europe in there? Anywhere? <laughs> Here, Western Europe. Come on, boy. No, no Western Europe. Anywhere there? We didn't have South and Central. No, no. Just terrible places other than Japan that you don't want to go visit ever. <laughs> so, Camille, you, you read this article. What did you think of this? Uh, what, what, what did you think of this? This lack of a ban by us, even though it went through, thankfully. Thankful that it went through for sure. But I'm pissed off. I think that we did not give a good enough reason to not um, to not pass it. Uh, but here, Vegas, we'll we'll cling to the death penalty uh, with with our entire selves, even if it means um, if it means saying, sure, you know, you guys can keep killing gays wherever you are. That's fine as long as we have the right to to give death penalty in the states that do it here. So the reasoning, just the reasoning, it says the United States has a death penalty and has a consistent record of voting no on resolutions that are against it. So we have this like crazy hard on for the death penalty. We love the death penalty here. Why do you think that is? What is it about America culturally, you think, that is so in love with the death penalty when so much of the rest of the world has abandoned it for the barbarism that I think that it I don't know. I mean, like, I think that we're a, we're definitely a violent bunch and we think that we know what's best for everybody, depending on what, you know, however minute their crime was, just kill them. That's, that's the answer to everything here. Um, I, I do not understand it. And it's not a thing that I am particularly proud of to live here, but it seems to be that the way that we do things. And it's crazy. This bill, even or this, um, the UN resolution, it didn't even say that um, that countries had to eliminate their death penalties. It said that for countries that do keep the death penalty, these these are the um, parameters you should follow. So yeah, it's because of those two things, though. The first two things that you yeah. mentioned, Tom, it's because of the people with intellectual disabilities. We've we've we have we have killed those people before right. through our government and the and the below age of age of 18 at the time of the crime. Those are things we still want to do. There's, there's still places in our country where we're just like, no, that's totally fine. We should kill those people. It's amazing to me that we're like, nah, I just, I don't want to say no to the other things. Cause then I won't be able to kill <laughs> for these reasons. Like I just really like killing yeah. for the other reasons. Yeah. Like maybe be flexible on the yeah. killing issue. <laughs> you know, like if there's one issue to bend on occasionally, Maybe it's the who should we kill yeah, issue because yeah. the answer could always be like no one. Yeah, like that's an entirely <laughs> that's a viable option for yeah. who should we kill. Well, it's our it's our justice. It's our vengeance system, not right. our justice system. Right. It's the reason why we do this is because we don't we don't rehabilitate people. We don't care about that sort of thing. We want to feel good about how they hurt. That's all there is to it. So people may be tuning in to hear our take on MythCon. We're going to talk about that after the interview later on in the show. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Camille again later. And uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about MythCon. We're going to try to limit our conversation because so much has been said about it. Right. We're going to try to limit our conversation to things that are pertinent to us. Um, but we'll be talking about that at the end of the show right after Camille uh, Camille's interview. You know, they talk about life on other planets. In my opinion, there's nothing but gaseous balls. Well, see, so this story comes from the Daily Beast. Um, and it's really in keeping with the uh, the religious lunatic's decision or, or, or willingness to wildly speculate about the causes of events exactly. which have yet been, yet been determined. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Nobody does this quite like the religious nuts, right? Yeah. Like 
Something terrible happens. The far right does this all the time. Man, they love just, it's like, well, should we wait to find out? Well, we could do that. Or we can just wildly speculate. Well, and I think the problem is, is because they don't trust authority. So whenever any authority says, well, we really don't know. They're just like, oh, they're hiding something. Right. They're hiding. Right. And so they immediately feel like, there's something that's behind the curtain that no one can see. And, and then they're going to, you know, go to their fucking wall with all the pins in it. And they're going to fucking take the yarn and they're going to make a fucking thing. And they're, <laughs> they're going to be like, like oh, trying to figure out who the jigsaw killer is, yeah, right? Like, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Makes sense though. Like, because if, if you're just going to make up why it happened anyway, right. Why wait to find out why yeah, it happened? No, I mean, yeah, if you're you just, just going to exactly. start early, that'll ruin it. Actually, that ruins the whole game. It, you know, what I appreciate is they don't procrastinate. No, if it were me, on the other hand, yeah. I, the information would be out. It'd be like yeah. two weeks old. Yeah. I'd be like, I know why. I have an like, idea. No, man. Oh, man. We already fucking, know. We're already on to our yeah. next mass shooting. He was with ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that mass is, shooting was so last week. <laughs> this is Pat Robertson. Violence in the streets, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it happening? You know, what I'd like to give you. Well, I think it depends on which street yeah. and, and which violence. violence. I like that he's like violence in the streets. I didn't care when it was violence in the streets when it was the black people doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about that. But there was a bunch of good white folks that got killed out good there. Good-ish. Yeah. It's a country. It is true. Is the fact that we have disrespect for authority, there is profound disrespect of our president all across this nation. They say terrible things about him. It's As opposed to Obama, yeah. who everybody loved and w- sure. wait a minute. Yeah. Or they drew pictures of as a monkey yeah. and lynched an effigy. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's worse now. Not worse now. It's a lot worse now um, that they're basically that everybody on the right is filleting him every chance they can get. Right. And everybody on the right is, is standing behind this guy I mean, it's the thing is, is like everybody on the left stood behind Obama. Right. It's like, this is what just, we do. This is, this you is stand this is, behind your guy. This like is he, the bipartisan culture. He catches shit from the other side every right. time. And that's just how this works. The problem is, is that when he gets caught in lies or he does shit that everybody's just like, why the fuck is he doing that? Or when he's fucking incompetent, he gets called up for it. Yeah. Right. It just so happened that the previous president wasn't incompetent. He hired people that could do jobs that did it well. I and mean, so he didn't catch this kind of hell. What he caught was all the fucking made up bullshit. Like you're not a fucking citizen. Yeah. And the or that you're, lip thing. Yeah. Or that you fucking got flies flying around you because you're partially fucking full of Satan. Or that you're, <laughs> you know, you're, you, you, uh, your, your preacher is too black or you're also a Muslim. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, he got picked on for, he wore tan suit once. Oh, that was a, that was a fucking problem for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy is a jackass all the time, constantly can't. He, did you hear his big, big ocean thing the other day? No. When he's like, about- he's like, you realize that uh, Puerto Rico is a big area. It's a big island and there's a big, big ocean between us and Puerto Rico. It's a big, no, big ocean. No, he did not. I swear to you, he said it. Big, big ocean. Something, it was I, like big, big ocean or something I did like hear that. him in Puerto Rico be like, you know, if it had been a real catastrophe like Katrina, he is lucky he escaped with his life. Yeah. Can you imagine being like being in a place where people are desperate and hungry yeah. Yeah. and it's it's as bad as it gets? Yep. And like he's like, well, you know, 
Your suffering isn't like it's it's not a rape it's rape. Bad. You know what I mean? It's bad, but it's not really bad. Like other people suffered way worse. Yeah. You. I mean, it's not like inquisition yeah. level yeah. bad, yeah. so it doesn't count much. This is really he is like is it like it's really a miracle. This yeah. is really a, a a miracle. He did say that. A miracle. He did say it was a miracle. And to say like it's not a real catastrophe. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> What? Say that's <laughs> <laughs> <Santa>, my house. <laughs> if you can find my yeah, house. Exactly. It's in other places. There's disrespect now for our national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? It's a song. It's a song. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a song. You can't respect a song. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for that song. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's a song. It's not even a good song. Yeah. It's a song most people can't even sing the last two bars of properly. Disrespect for our veterans. Disrespect. Disrespect for our veterans. America cannot stop sucking soldier dick. Oh my God. It's like a fucking soldier, soldier glory hole. In here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like every day you've got to get ejaculated on by a soldier. It's like it's like a back of the throat Jackson Jesus, Pollock in America. Man. Get the Are you fuck fucking out kidding of here. me? Like ever since ever since the seventies, there has been a total spin around After of Vietnam. how you treat soldiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was just this complete right. switch around where you know back then they treated them like garbage when they came back, and now they come back and it's just like we could we can't get them now. No, don't get me wrong. Soldiers are mistreated by the government all the time. Oh, for sure. You know, constantly yeah, right. mistreated by the government. But you that's know, their job. They don't get the proper psychiatric <laughs> shit that they right, need when right. they come back. Yeah. There's Their suicide rates are through the roof. They have PTSD. We don't give a fuck about that at all. They have fucking terrible medical coverage. We don't give a shit about that either. Um, but, but that's because they're meat war machines. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah. Because but, they're meat machines that go shoot us, shoot stuff we want shot at. We won't, we won't do any of that stuff, but we'll give them a seat in the front of the plane. Right. And we'll all stand up and give them a little applause because there's a guy in full dress getting on my plane. Yeah. Right. And, and you got to stand and give him a little bit of applause because yeah. he's we, going to work. We do that shit constantly. Yeah. America loves its soldiers. Yeah. We it's, love our soldiers. The idea that you're, you're, you're disrespecting veterans is ridiculous. We have loved our soldiers with a fucking ferocity since 9-11. Yeah. Hell yeah. 9-11 turned the fever pitch of I mean, like America's yeah. sploosh yeah. wet yeah. for fucking soldiers yeah. have all you, the time. Have you ever heard thank you for your service? Have you ever heard people say that? I've heard people say that. Yeah. yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Thank you for your service. There's a thank movie you coming service. out now called Thank You for Your Service. Mm. I saw a trailer for it yesterday. Do you know what it looks like? Mm. A movie called Thank You for Your Service. It looks like exactly that movie. Is it Air Bud minus the dog? <laughs> for the institutions of our government, disrespect for the, the court system. You guys didn't respect the court system. You haven't been respecting the court system with Roe versus Wade for decades, right? They, right? For decades, they haven't been respecting Roe versus Wade. Yeah. It's only the fucking things that they want to respect, they respect. Well, same with the Overfell decision, right? Yeah. Like any, any decision they don't like is judicial activism. Yeah. Right? Both sides do this. Yeah. All the sides do this. I didn't like it. Judicial activism. I did like it. That's the right call. Well, I don't know that I call it judicial activism. I just go, tough luck. It right. sucks. Yeah. It sucks that, you know, that uh, companies are fucking people yeah, or whatever. Citizens United, right? That sucks. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, oh, they just so happen to have the right people in the court. That's how that works. That's yeah. how the core works. Right. We signed up for this. It's uneven for a reason. <laughs> You mean, wait a minute, oh. they picked nine. Huh, oh, that's five, weird. 
divisible by two. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All the way up and down the line, disrespect. And when you lose that kind of respect, you lose this authority. I also want to say, like, we are an adversarial system for a reason, right? That's how checks and balances work. They work by creating an adversarial system. Right. That's not disrespect. Yeah. Don't don't confuse yeah. criticism right, with disrespect, right right, right? right. If I say like that's a terrible decision and here are my 93 reasons why that's a terrible decision. That's not disrespect. Saying like I think Pat Robertson is a stupid person would be disrespectful. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Right? Yeah. That would be disrespectful. Yeah, sure. But Pat Robertson, I think you're wrong about these issues because of X Y and Z is not disrespect. Yeah. But they 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 mix the two together intentionally, right? Because if they call it disrespect, it shuts down the conversation. Sure. And then they do the same thing. They, 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 they always, you know, don't pay attention to the log in their eye and point out the split, whatever that fucking saying right. yeah. is, whatever yeah. there's a splinter in your eye, but I'll disregard the log in my, I forget what it is. Beam or something. The beam in my eye or whatever. Laser beams. But, but the idea is that you know, they constantly do the exact same thing. They attack people. They, you know, they're just projecting all this shit. They're not paying attention to when they do it. You know, when they, when they talk about how, you know, fucking, uh, uh, Michelle Obama looks like a monkey, you know, they forget, they conveniently forget right. that part and all the terrible shit they said about Hillary. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hillary, good Lord. Yeah. The terrible shit that was said about sure. Hillary. And it's like, eh, well, I yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. What about her emails, though? Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But more than anything, until there is biblical authority, there has to be some controlling authority in our society, and there is none. None. It's just, it's just an out of control, wacky. It's like fucking Somalia. Yeah. That's how is that how it felt when you rode your bicycle safely through the city streets today to get to the studio? I didn't get stopped by pirates, but I did witness one fist fight. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today might not have been the best example. I genuinely did witness one fist fight <laughs> on my way here today. Genuinely. I was driving okay. by the I was driving by the Greyhound station. And there was problem two men, number one. And there was two men standing outside. I think they were cabbies and they were fighting. And I had my little helmet on. And I did my ringer bell twice <laughs> and I kept going. <laughs> okay. And they were out okay. there fist cuffing it. Okay. That sounds bad. It is. But it was a 15 minute ride. It was. One fight every 15 yeah. minutes no, isn't so fine. bad. No, that's fine. That's what they do in the UFC. <laughs> and when the there is no vision of God, the people say there's no vision of God, the people run amok. But the 70% of Christians in this country... They're running them Well, there's no vision of God. Get the fuck out of here. We fucking we gotta we gotta fucking stop every fucking week. There's somebody wants to put a goddamn Ten Commandments up somewhere. Right. There's some judge out there who's ba who's telling us that he's using the Bible as a way to fucking pass his judgment. There's some politician telling us he prayed about it. There's every week there's a tragedy. People are sending out thoughts and prayers. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. The idea that we're not Christian. There's fucking so many Christians. We're dripping with Christianity, man. There's no vision of God. Well, Pat Robertson, how the fuck did you get rich? Yeah. And you, then you're not doing your job either, right? Yeah, bad you're, preacher. You're terrible at your fucking job because you know, you're know you fucking beaming yourself to tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of fucking homes every day. Well, if there's no vision of God, that's on you, dude. Right? That's not on me. Right? When there's no vision of God, the people run amok. And the, we, we have taken from the American people the vision of God, the whole idea of reward and punishment an ultimate uh, judge of all our actions. 
We've taken that away. Who? Who's taking it? Who's the we? And also there's a running amok shit. Yeah, fucking we've been running amok a lot less in the last 30 years. I, you know, as time goes on, everything gets safer. There's a lot less amok. Yeah. There's just, a lot yeah, less amok. Just fucking, we, we've run out of amok. Allah Akbar, Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah who? Akbar, just little Allah. Thank you, Chicago. So these fucking yokels. Uh, Kansas, this is from the Raw story. Kansas Crusaders plotted to bomb Somali families in anti-Muslim attacks. Uh, so this is pretty awful, actually. So um, these yahoos uh, called themselves the Crusaders. I got to stop you. That's really culturally insensitive. I just want to point that out. Very culturally insensitive. Calling them yahoos? No, Crusaders. <laughs> Super insensitive. <laughs> Can't believe it. Unbelievable. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So one of these guys wore a wire um, and they and they basically ratted their buddies out. Um, so these guys. They, Good. They, yeah. Good. Right? I know. This is what you should do. Yeah. Right? If you if you meet with your friends and they're like, hey, y'all, you want to want to blow up some Muslims? You're just like, you bet. Record on iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I would like to blow up the Muslims. Oh Continue on with your plan. <laughs> Please be detailed. Speak. Lean in closer to me and right. tell me exactly what you were saying again. Very slowly. I'm sorry. When you said that, I didn't hear you first identify yourself with your full name and social security <laughs> number. So exactly. weird. If you could just exactly. stay here, I prepared the statement. You can yeah. just read this. You just yeah. out loud. Or you could yeah. just sign this at the bottom. <laughs> of the it's like I move the fuck out with my life and find people that are fucking respectable. Jesus, this is this is pretty awful. So yeah. these guys, they wanted to blow up a building just because a bunch of Somali dudes live there. Yeah, and then they wanted to kill the landlord yeah. as a message. To like, don't rent to yeah. these kind I of people. Read, I want to read. This is a quote from the wire. Oh, hell yes. Hold on. I got to do this differently. Oh, hell yes. You have everybody in that whole complex in the prayer room. I guarantee you that. Right is quoted in a transcript as saying, adding he that he also wanted to kill the landlord of the apartment complex, which would send a message that, quote, any of you people rent to these motherfuckers, we're going to start knocking y'all off. Yeah. And end quote. He said he wanted to do this because it was just the beginning, yeah. you know, and he wanted to wake people up. Mm. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning of your prison sentence. Right. That's the beginning of, you know, this like, we're not doing ourselves any favors by, by fostering this anti-Muslim fear mongering bullshit, right? This, you want to see what the result of that shit is. Yeah. This is the result of yeah. that shit. It's a bunch of fucking vigilante assholes. We're going to blow up a fucking apartment building. Sure. I mean, even... And I, and I do not, I do not support, I mean, obviously, but even if you did support this, do you think these three fucking yokels is going to be controlled demolition that only kills the guys they don't like? <laughs> really? You're blowing up an apartment complex. Yeah. Well, like kids and shit and yeah. like shred, like everything, yeah. everything is wrong. Every single thing is wrong with that. But like, this is the result of that, like non-discriminatory fear mongering bullshit. Right. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Islam is a terrible set of ideas, yeah. right? It's violent and misogynistic and especially not true, sure. right? But just because somebody is Muslim does not mean that they are violent. It does not mean that they subscribe to this brand of fundamentalist, mean-spirited, violent, vitriolic, hateful Islamic nonsense, right? Sure. We, we know that most people who are Muslim are not like this. 
You can be incredibly critical of Islam without being hateful to Muslims. It is not difficult to understand this it's concept. It's really not. It's really fucking easy. It's, it's a super fucking simple yeah. concept. I want to read part of this too. All right. It says, according to Wright's attorney, the accused man claims he didn't think that the fellow militia members actually intended to carry out the attack, saying he was <laughs> attempting to make friends. <laughs> Except for Somali friends. <laughs> I'm new to, I just want to find my local hate group. It's so hard to find a good hate group these days. It's like somebody being accused of curb stopping like a black guy and being like, well, I was just on Tinder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there is nothing normal about being a sodomite. There is no life that will come out of a rectum. You cannot produce life. It's only death. Every time, there's nothing in a rectum except waste, refuse, and death. Uh, this comes from the Malaysia Mail Online. Uh, Egypt hunting down gays, conducting forced anal exams. My anus has never studied for a single exam. I don't, Do you it's going to fail every that? time. Do you have to shave for that exam? Do you have to wax for that exam? <laughs> it's the only time the proctor is a proctologist. <laughs> Yes, ah, yes, good that's a good yes. one. That's, that's the only reason that story made it very into the notes. Clever. It's very clever. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it, it says um, that six men had to have anal examinations to determine whether or not they had homosexual sex. Does that examination include sticking something up there? <laughs> what, what is seems counterproductive. What is all. happening yeah. when you're having anal sex that like, what if you haven't had sex in like a couple of days or sure. it wasn't rough at all? Or, or like, what if you like just had a big tearing? No like, yeah, like this seems, this seems like there's nothing behind this. Like, what if you just blew each other? Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not like anal sex is a requirement for homosexuality. Right. And it's not like anal sex is off the table for heterosexuality. I just wonder, just looking at each other's butts doesn't tell us much except for what your butt looks like. I just inside. wonder though, like, like, is there a way to like look at somebody's butt and be like, oh yeah, totes, you've been fucking <laughs> up. Someone's been in there. I don't someone's been knocking on the back door. <laughs> I can tell. Know. I don't think so. I wouldn't imagine. I don't so. think so. Unless you done just got fucked. It's Everything like stretched. there's semen in yeah. your asshole. Or yeah. There is semen. Yeah, like, yeah, like in they, your yeah, they pull out a used condom from your ass. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. Like, but if you like roll up a note and put it in there like Tom was here. <laughs> it's like, like casting up in a, is anyone else been in here? <laughs> I yeah, claim this yeah, anus. Exactly. You got a little flag in there. Of Tom. You got a flag in there. <laughs> yeah, but what what is the what uh, there's no way because it uh, it stretches. And if you use the right amount of loop, nothing's it's wrong. Fine. You'll never know. Right. Been up in there. Who knows? I, you don't know. I don't know. It could also it's not be like, like they like, fucking have like Olestra and they're fucking <laughs> shitting their pants the next day. I, this is just a way to look at buttholes. <laughs> like, it's okay. Look, I like butts. Yeah. I cannot lie. It's like a guy just in this like, rubber glove on. It's like, we've got to do it. I'm uh, sorry. We've got to. Hold on a second. We've got to. I might have a chubby, but we've got to do it. We've got to do this. Rubber glove for you. <laughs> rubber glove for me. <laughs> That's not a glove. It's rubber. Shut up. <laughs> well, Tom. Yeah. The uh, the swing is still in effect. Well, I would I would go so far as to say that this show is in full swing. The season. It's still in full swing. It is in full swing. We're getting into the swing of things. And if you want to get into the swing of things, hey now, right? Hey now, transition, motherfucker. 
You can go to adamandeve.com. Caliente. Right now. Caliente. It is Caliente. We should, even yeah. though, even though the, the code is glory, it is. even though the code word is glory, we should consider Changing seeing if they caliente. could add Caliente. So it. you can use either one? Yeah. We'll see if, they, we'll see if they'll do it. I like us. it. I don't know if they will. I like it. We'll get in touch. But glory is the, is, the, is the code word to check out. And if you use that code word right. at checkout, you'll get free shipping, a little extra something, a a fifty percent off, 50% almost, off any item. almost any item and a free sex one. right that's a lot of stuff that's just, a lot of stuff that's a lot of stuff and if you wanna you know stimulate your clit stimulate your balls get a flashlight buy you know <clears throat> lubes and juices of any kind you can also get that sex swing and all that free stuff and get free shipping all you have to do is glue's Gloria checkout check it out adamandeve.com they're uh, they're a sponsor of the show, and we and we love. They're a our, great. They are a great show. sponsor of the show. They've been a supporter of the show now for quite some time. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, guys. You're already fucking. Yeah. Right. You're already fucking. You may as well do it for half off. You might as well. You can fuck twice as often. Yeah. With juice, right? <laughs> Come on. This shit is fucking nuts, dude. This is fucking amazing. This is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Sheila Zelinsky. <laughs> Who? I know. I know. I saw this. I was like, who the fuck? But this story is amazing. Every NFL stadium is a FEMA camp in hiding. I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it. I, just, I don't even know what that means, but let's keep going. Here we go. Shh, this is shh, Sheila. Hey, hey. The FEMA camp, you're going to wake it up. It's hiding. Okay. Quiet. Shh. I told you the NFL was out of the bells of hell and nothing more than a problem. The bells of hell? The bells of hell. Did she say, I got to rewind it again. The bells of Helen. Nothing more <laughs> than a told the NFL was out of the bells of Helen. Nothing more than a propaganda machine with mindless sheep who are brainwashed every night, every night of the week. No with- illusions. <laughs> no illusions. A mindless sheep brainwashed by the NFL. I haven't been brainwashed by the NFL this year. Our team sucks. <laughs> Turned it off twice and then I haven't watched it since. I've been like, oh, that's enough of that. I like it's a propaganda machine. For what? what? I know. Like, Don't you have to identify what it's propagandizing? What it's propagating, right? Yeah. But the alpha, gamma, theta waves, the delta. <laughs> what does that mean? The what? Wait, the what? What are they? Playing against Sam. Does it? Does it have an orgone generator in it? <laughs> Brainwashed every night, every night of the week with the alpha, gamma. There isn't even football every. Yeah, night. I know. There's like football. Wait a there's football. Three days a week. There's football Monday, Thursday, and then there's football. Is there every Thursday? Because it wasn't every it's Thursday not, before. It, it is every Thursday, I think. I think there is a Thursday night game every week now on there, NFL that's, Network. Is that newish? It's within the last 10 years, five that's years. newish for me. Five yeah. years. Um, there's been Monday night football since I was a baby. So right. that's been, that's been, I remember watching that with my dad when I was, before I could even talk. I, re- I remember Monday night football. And, and then, then I remember Sunday, every now in a yeah. great while, there'd be a Thursday game. Yeah. And it was like a thing. Yeah. Now it's, now it's, that. that's pretty much, I think it's every week there's a Thursday game. So, but it's only three nights a week. And, and then uh, during playoffs, I guess they come on Saturday, but they don't have the Thursday or the Monday night games during playoffs. So it's only two days a week. So it's still less than between half. three and two days a week. And it's only on for 18 weeks a year. So. <laughs> but yes, it's every day with the alpha beta gamma yeah, with waves. The be- with the betas. You got to look out for the betas, the cucks. <laughs> My theta waves, the delta waves, lulling people into trances, slipping people into mass hypnosis. That's declassified, folks. That's Hi- declassified, folks. Look it up. People, <laughs> you, so you watch, you watch football and then you are lulled into mass hypnosis because of 
alpha, beta, gamma. Wave? I will say this: when I watch the Bears play, I take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that. You know, I I like a nice big glass of fluoridated water. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then I go outside. A big lung full of chemtrails, and I have some GMOs, and I go in my house and I watch some football like every American does. Beta gamma person. And then I vaccinate my kids right into (laughs) autism. Oh, fuck. Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? And then I give birth to a kid in a tub. (laughs) (laughs) Then I ate the placenta. (laughs) Then I ate the baby. (laughs) This is so stupid. I don't know why we're doing this. It's oh, so God. great. Keep playing. It's the beta Cowboys. Oh, you oh. know, my wife, though, is awesome. Like on a Sunday, if I turn the Bears game on, she'll come and she'll be like, what are you watching? Watching the Bears and she'll just pull pillow up. And then she'll just fall asleep. <laughs> and she'll watch it for like 10 seconds and she'll fall. So it does. It does lull, lull, sleep. lull people asleep. Yeah, sure. yeah. I love how mind control projects have been exposed. It's on record. TV, that noise box is the most disgusting invention ever made. Yeah, you don't have too much argument yeah. from me. I'm okay, like, that's fair. Yeah, I'm not the yeah, biggest no, TV fan. That's pretty yeah. good. All right. You know what I think? I think the NFL is pure evil. <laughs> the okay. NFL? Why is she singling out the NFL? Why? Well, because there's guys, black guys are kneeling now for the national anthem, and she doesn't like black guys. The police have been putting <laughs> black guys on their knees for fucking decades. Do, it has nothing to do with them kneeling. It has everything to do with them being black. black guys? Yeah. It's anti-Christian. It's anti-family. What? It's anti-Christian. Yeah. The like, motherfuckers pray in the end zone. They fucking do the sign of the heebie-jeebies all the time. <laughs> the fuck? These guys are constantly praying. After games, they all get together and they pray outside. That happens all the time. All these guys are Christian, they man. They thank God for winning the game. Yeah, constantly. They're like, uh, oh, they pray before the game. They pray at halftime. Get out of here with that shit. Come on. Anti-patriot, anti-constitution. Oh my God, they have fucking jets that fly over the game before it starts. They have fucking patriotism stroked up their ass. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have fucking flags. No shit, Tom. Yeah, and you probably never even seen this, but I mean, at regular games, they will have a flag. No shit that's as big as the field. <laughs> Not even fucking kidding. And, the, and they will all hold what? it and fucking wave the cocksucking thing. And the whole fucking stadium, the whole field, Tom, is a flag. It's a fucking flag. Is she have the patriotism? Are you fucking crazy? I feel like the New England Patriots <laughs> might take some umbrage with yeah, that I comment. Guess so. Because don't they win oh, all the games? Yeah, they, they've won a couple years in a row. It's so, anti yeah. The Patriots yeah. win. It's the whole... The Narrative. Patriots, Patriots came back and beat up on Atlanta last year. A mostly black city. Constitutional <laughs> anti-gun, anti-American for sure. They're vile. How could the NFL be anti-gun? Because you can't bring a gun into like last Boy Scout everybody. Uh, they die. Most of these guys get busted with gun charges. So I don't think they're anti-gun either. What do they do? They have a stance on guns. <laughs> What they, uh, it's the NFL. Yeah. Why would they have any stance? Like it'd be like if it's like it's like every time in the UFC they're like the official motorcycle of the <laughs> octagon. I guess like the the official AR fifteen of the fourth down or whatever. Like yeah. it would be unnecessary roughness yeah. if you used it, right? You know, it'd be awesome if you had a t shirt gun to shoot out real guns in the crowd. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! So kid, you just get shot a little. Oh fuck! Mom, I got one. (laughs) (laughs) We already have that one. Throw it back. Throw it back. Give it to the kid next to you. Liberal agenda, their ads, 
Their video games even contained their George Soros and ilk-funded propaganda to promote the breakdown and the fracture of our already fragile country of upheaval. Like Madden? Are you fucking crazy? about Madden? Yeah, fucking George Soros bankrolled Madden. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I guess, like, if all you're doing is sitting around all day playing video games instead of, like, hanging out with your family, yeah. then, then maybe. okay, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But I don't think that's exclusive to the fucking NFL football gaming franchise, right? <laughs> that's the playbook. These new NFL policies are... Oh, that and run the ball into the end yeah, zone. That's that also in the playbook. slant, seven-yard pass, <laughs> no problem. Are straight out of the Popot regime. In- <laughs> what? Straight out of the Pol Pot regime, they sell nachos at the stadium. <laughs> How's that fucking Pol Pot? Did he starve everybody? Is that what he did? He like, killed them? They like separated like the intellectuals yeah. and like the, the NFL's fine. You could give it all the intellectuals. The NFL is unaffected. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Every, if you start, I guess if you started separating people into concussions and no concussions, <laughs> then that would be a Again, problem. The NFL is unaffected. They're all yeah. on the concussion side. Yeah. In some stadiums, women can't even enter into the same entrance as men and children. That is not even remotely true. Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? They don't have gender-separated football stadiums. You just made that up. You watch too much Handmaid's Tale, you nuts. That's awesome. That'd be awesome. I'm walking in with my wife with our tickets. Like, sorry, she's got to go around the building. Vaginas to the left. Vaginas to the left. Talk about your FEMA camp training. That's right. You know what? The NFL is an extension of the TSA, the DHS, the globalist agenda, and FEMA. (laughs) (laughs) I love love the FEMA conspiracy shit. Like, the federal emergency management. And they're just like, that shit's evil. It's like, they're the guys who show up. It's like, you seem like you don't have any food. Here's a food. Need like, a house, you, right? Need a house? Yeah. I see your house is not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you appear houseless. Yeah, I, you know, it's like they, we heard all that fucking like FEMA re-education camp shit, like really kind of hit in earnest after Katrina when they had the trailers, and they're like, "Oh, you guys just want your free FEMA trailer?" It's like, yeah, I would like a place to sleep that's not outside. That is or better. Underwater right. or destroyed by water damage. Right. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no shame in being like, I have a family and they would like to not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're real insistent on that subject. Oh, look at me, entitled fucker over here. <laughs> but then they took that narrative and like, oh, they're giving these things away to, to like imprison the population. Well, they've they've done a terrible job of it. A terrible job of using FEMA to do a evil times. Yeah. Where are my FEMA camps? Where are they? Like, literally, what is the address of a single FEMA camp? It's got to be in New Orleans somewhere. God. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's right. Every NFL (laughs) stadium. (laughs) Do you know that it's a FEMA camp in hiding? (laughs) Yeah. What does that mean? No, the people live under the the stadium. It's like the people under the stairs. I love that the idea that the stadium that holds 60,000 people is hiding anything. Yeah. That is the most in plain sight (laughs) hiding ever. Ever. It's like playing hide and go seek. You're like standing right next to the guy. Some, like, I'm right here. I'm right like here. The, he's on the, like the fifth five yard line. It runs right into a trailer. Just, <laughs> just falls backwards. <laughs> All the people go away like these big doors. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> You're trapped in here with me now. <laughs> That's right, folks. The American public is being conditioned to the fact that the state owns your bodies 
and your freedoms in addition. And you don't think... In addition to what? what? (laughs) Wait, you didn't make the first point to add one to Uh. it. I think the NFL is promoting various globalist agendas, such as gun control. Well, they do have a globalist agenda to play in London four times a year. So that's their globalist agenda. Fuck. Gun control? Because you can't shoot somebody in the stadium? and start out the thing with one of those shit-kicking hillbillies who sings that Monday night song. Isn't that a Hank Williams It's guy? like a fuck something like that. I don't know. One of those hillbillies sings that. Doesn't Shania Twain sing it too or something? Oh, I don't. I haven't it's watched like a, it since I lived with my dad. Yeah. So it's like a hillbilly singing the song. It's like right. Monday night. Goo, goo, goo. And I fucking <laughs> sing that song all the time. That's it. Like those people fucking probably their house, they, their Christmas tree is covered with guns. <laughs> like, it's like a witch, like gingerbread <laughs> guns. It's just the whole house is guns. Go to church and in the collection plate is guns. <laughs> Think again. The NFL, I'm calling them the National Fertilizer League. What? <laughs> Why? We, what's fertilizer? Why are we a fertilizer? Big slam on fertilizer out of nowhere. <laughs> I like how she had to think of that on the fly. It's like, I'm calling them the National Fertilizer League. <laughs> It sounds like she's trying to get away with saying a bad word. Oh my God. Fucking awesome. Oh, ammonium nitrate for everyone. What? I don't understand. I mean the doo-doo kind of fertilizer. Oh, my God. Or maybe I should call it the network of finance leaders. NFL, not freaking likely. I've said it before and I'll say it again. All those things are unrelated. <laughs> Just things you can... What is <laughs> not freaking likely have to do with this? Wait, know. what you're saying is not freaking likely. So I guess we could go with that one. Finance leaders. <laughs> fucking finance mean? leaders. I'm crying. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Most of these guys, they get a concussion. They forget who they are. They spend all their money before they leave. They wander around. They're like, no, no. Fucking, hey, Bill, the door's over there. I spent all my money. I want another McLaren. job. I didn't graduate from college. I had a free ride. My life sucks. I basically killed myself out here for your amusement. Are you not entertained? These people, their life is shit after they leave. Uh, so All my finance, joints are broken. Finance leaders. Oh, it's amazing. Damn, that's right. The globalist agenda. I'm not kidding. The NFL has come to represent a whole new era of in-your-face tyranny. I talked to <laughs> I, like I don't the know that there's extreme mode new tyranny. Is there any? Is that Tom? What tyranny is it in your face? Though I mean, like, like, is it the very fact that it's tyrannical? Isn't that? Isn't that sort of deep, like? Doesn't that sort of explain the in your face nature? <laughs> I love that idea. In your face tyranny, <laughs> as opposed to that subtle nobody noticed the tyranny. Hey. Oh, is there anything tyrannical oh, happening? Sure, you insidious tyranny that's happening. I'd <laughs> much rather have some in your face tyranny. <laughs> now, even cheesier tyranny. Some, some in your face tyranny. It's like after the tyranny gets finished, it does a touchdown dance. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> <laughs> the secret police roll up and just fucking chest thump you. Do something. Do something. 
<laughs> Are you gonna stop? Uh, it's like high five his buddy. They spike their baton on the ground. Oh fuck! It's about this in 2011 at Giant. <laughs> your face, you're. Can't even. Oh, I'm all evens. Stadium on March 24th, 2011. DHS and local law enforcement conducted a relocation drill in which, guess what? Civilians were transported to the stadium. That's right. The NFL is good FEMA camp training. What? What is that? What? Like, okay, so yeah, we use big infrastructure places that house people to sometimes house yeah people during like storms sure. and what have you like what what's scary about that like i think if there's a big scary storm i want to be in a building meant to withstand what the fuck it's all those jade helm people you know what i mean that think like oh if the government does something we got to keep our eye on it all right well, gotta go go watch it because that tyranny will sneak up and be right up in your face <laughs> first it'll sneak up on you it's and like, it'll be like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you just like open your eyes and like fuck, tyranny! Like, oh god, I didn't it's see like you a, there. It's like a wolf Jesus. on your chest. Right? Like, How the fuck did you get in my house, tyranny? I guess the NFL decided it was not enough for Americans to be abused and misused by the TSA at the airport. So the, the TSA, the TSA, like, look, I look, I get a fucking hand job every time I go through the fucking security thing. I don't know why. But I seriously get stopped yeah. every single time when I you. get fu- yeah. fucking patted they down. They never pat me down. I Every single time. And I go through, it's so funny because if I go to conferences or anything like that, I'll bring equipment for the show. Right. And I'll have a fucking, I'll have wires. <laughs> I'll have batteries. I'll have C4. I, and, and when you look at my fucking bag, when it goes through the thing, because you can see the thing, oh, you yeah. just look around and see the guy and you're just like, that looks like a fucking bomb. And the guy's just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> go on through. <laughs> it happens every time. They never, one time they opened up my bag one time. And I've, I've gone on a plane with my, with my podcasting equipment dozens of times. And one time they opened my bag. What's in here? I was like, podcasting equipment. Can I open it up? Yeah. Get in there. I get, I get, my stuff doesn't get searched. I get the fucking biggity bobs. Like I get, I never get the biggity bobs. Oh man. I get, do you wear anything that would signal them over? Like you keep a coat on or something? I rub gunpowder on my penis before (laughs) I leave because I want them to touch my penis. It's my love gun. It's become the newest version of the TSA. I just went to an airport last week flying into Branson, going through DFW. Flying into Branson. That's not an airport, first of all. Christ. (laughs) God. Isn't that where Yakov Smirnoff is now? (laughs) Branson. Branson. That's a Missouri, isn't it? Yeah. Now serving one stop a day. Weren't we in a Missouri at one point? Yeah, we went to uh, Springfield or something. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Okay. You in Dallas, ma'am, get in the line, please. Would you like the molestation or the radiation? What's your intrusive method of control and harassment? I had a. Well, they don't want you to have a bomb on the. What the fuck? What the fuck? Are well, you that these, stupid? These are the same people though that fucking shit our freedoms away for fucking the Patriot. I, you know I, what I mean? Look what what is shit like? Seriously, like, yeah, I, I'm willing to take the radiation. Yeah, and if they like, I'm willing to take the fucking hand job too. Like, I'll take the whole thing. I just don't know what the tip is. Yeah. when it's over. I've, it's not much of a tip. That's yeah. the problem. But still, like, I'm down with that. I'm down. They want to take my fucking shoes off. Fine. Is it a mild inconvenience? Yeah. But I really don't want the plane to blow up. Yeah. And try to avoid that. Have blown up. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a something that hasn't happened before. I'm 
I'm okay. Who's not okay with I, it? I, and it's not really that big of an inconvenience. It's really not. It's really not. That, I mean, like we, I, you know, when it first started happening, people were like, oh my gosh, but you know, you just get used to it. It's just the, it's now it's the price of traveling. It's but, just one of the costs you have to pay. Yeah, but there's a little bit of indecency. So I've got to take my shoes off. What is the, like, literally, what is the alternative? The alternative is just fucking, I guess, a fucking revolving door. Like, just cross our fingers and hold? Sure. Well, I don't like that alternative. You want to be globalist? That's the good way. You just get blown I mean, up in the plane. You go wind up all over the right? globe. I am not I am not for sacrificing my my freedoms for my safety. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm, not I'm generally yeah. not. Yeah. But this is like, this is just common fucking sense that you have to screen people. I kind of am actually sacrificing. I'm thinking about gun control. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I guess there's sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, there's there's sometimes. Although I think the whole gun as a freedom thing is weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a yeah. weird freedom. Yeah, yeah. Breast exam and a proctology all in one. Call me for the results, guys. No, you know what? This is not a joke. A bunch of sheeple lined up to the slaughter, and I'm getting to the point where I don't even want to fly. Nobody's it. slaughtered. Yeah, nobody's slaughtered. They're trying to prevent a slaughter. <laughs> Like yeah, I could imagine if if every one out of ten people got their throat cut. Yeah, I would by be like, TSA, yeah, I don't. Be like, I'll I take don't the know. train. I don't know. That's a, that's a thing I'm going to pay for. Yeah, yeah. steamship, yeah. whatever. That's I'm weird. Not, I'm going to go with TSA pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore, I can't take it, Sheila. It's for your safety. FEMA and the NFL partnering for our safety. Ah, well, if it's for safety. A blind man could see that the NFL is good FEMA camp training. Let's not forget about Operation Mountain Guardian, shall we? What? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I promise, I promise, I promise I won't forget about it if you elucidate me first. Hold on a second. What was it called? Mountain Garden? Operation Mountain Garden. Okay, so I'm going to read what this is. We just looked it up. Operation Mountain Garden is a simulated terror terrorism in Denver. It was in 2011. More than 100 agencies from several different just, uh, jurisdictions are taking part in a terrorism attack drill on Friday. And this happened, this was, uh, this was in September of 2011, uh, which was 10 years after the terror attacks, right? Which right. makes sense, right? 10 years after the terror attacks, you're like, maybe we should, you know, do a mock terror drill. And they did. They will simulate four coordinated terrorist attacks in the Denver metro area and modeled after the tragic Mumbai in India terrorist incident from 2008. And it will be in 10 different locations around the Denver metro area, including now what happened that was so bad about that. If that, if the first entry is just describing it, what could possibly have been the worst thing? Do they think, do, do we not want to have drills? Like my kids have fire drills. Don't they have open shooter drills now? Yeah, Don't active they have like shooter drills. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Open yeah. open season drills. Open. <laughs> that's, what that's, what, that's what it's called. You know, I actually, in my, in my building, I was required by my corporate office to have an active shooter training. Really? I pushed back really hard against it. I'm like, I think the whole thing is, I think it's more fear-mongering than anything else. I'm like, yeah. well, what would you do if there was an active shooter? I'm like, well, what everybody's going to do. Leave the building. Everyone's going to run like hell. Yeah. Like no one's going to remember. Oh, remember that training we had? As soon as a gun starts yeah. going off in my building, everyone's going to run like hell. They, they showed a video at our work and what the, the thing was is like run first, can't run, hide, can't hide, fight. Yeah. Like, those get, are the three things. Yeah, it's like the same thing. But, but it's like, but it's like, that's such fucking easy knowledge to know. It's just like, yeah, okay. If I can't, if I can't run, I'm going to hide. And if I can't, if the guy finds me, I'm going to fight. And it's like, 
Use improvised weapons. Like, motherfucker, I ain't using my hands. He's right. got a gun. Improvised weapon. Yeah. Well, I don't have a flamethrower yeah. at my desk. <laughs> I guess so, what I'll do is I'll just take the fucking table leg off or whatever. My, it's so funny because, like, I'm in a giant, I'm in a 12,000 square foot cube farm yeah. with windows on every side. Yeah. And then the, the, the management offices are in the center with windows. Yeah. So, like, if somebody comes in there and shoots... There's literally nowhere to yeah, run. Just gonna... It's just whoever got yeah. out of the exit. Exactly. Got first. out first. Yeah. The same NFL that allowed FEMA to bring school children to the Denver Broncos Sports Authority field after they were legally removed. Yeah, that's right. Illegally removed from their elementary schools without parental permission, which, by the way, to date, there was never any apology or even an explanation given. And Okay, did they kill all the kids? Like, yeah, I'm wondering what happened home? here. Did they just go away afterwards? They, did they have to go through, like, several hours of, like, clockwork orange-style brainwashing while they were there? Does FEMA now own them? Are yeah, they just I, like, yeah. oh, finders keepers? Sorry. They're oh. hidden in the, in the, you got to find them. They're in the stadium somewhere. We're it's making like them a, play peewee like, football it's now. It's like an Easter egg hunt. you got to go in there and <laughs> see you can find them. Oh, you can have one. I don't Billy! care. Might not be the one you came yeah. to get. <laughs> Same thing took place at the New York Giants Stadium as well. You know, it's funny. At my son's school, we can't even get my oldest son to pick him up unless he's registered with the school and shows ID, yet FEMA can literally abduct children from their schools without parental permission or notification? I don't think so. Why would anybody support such a globalist propaganda churning machine and accomplice to tyranny if I ever saw one? But why would they snatch children away? Well, I think it signifies that the NFL stadiums, they're going to be staging areas for martial law. And it's all a part of the conditioning process. Uh, let's let's talk about state. How many people are in America? Three hundred and twenty-three point one million. How many people do you think fit in an NFL stadium? Uh, let's say forty thousand. That's about. It's probably big, but I don't know. I'm guessing. Do we have eight thousand and seventy-five NFL stadiums? I don't think there's eight thousand teams. There's like, no, there's like, 6, I mean, I'm not much into teams. sports, but are there eight thousand and seventy-five stadiums to put all these fucking people? the fuck good would it do? How many stadiums do you think there are? Uh, How many teams are there? Well, there's 32 teams, I think. Well, we could fit uh, 0.0039%. 0.0039 is not a lot. It's not. Mm. No. Okay. So you're saying we have nothing to worry about? I'm not real worried about this. <laughs> like the, oh, we're going to put them all in a stadium. Oh, really? We're going to put a diminutive number of people compared to the population as a whole? What would, we, what would it do? Like we're going to train them all like how many years would it take? We're going to get them all in there. It's and then take, what? What's the tipping point of people that have to be in the stadium? What happens in the stadium? So we're joined again by Camille Barajek, uh, the author of Queer Disbelief, Why LGBTQ Equality is an Atheist Issue. Camille, thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book? Sure. So it's a nonfiction book uh, informed by a lot of research and interviews and analysis uh, exploring the ways that religion has affected LGBTQ people both the negative ways that it's um, the ways that it's caused harm, as well as the ways that uh, some people actually benefit from from religion if they're LGBTQ. 
Uh, but then the greater um, the greater part of it is how atheists and secular communities can get involved and can support the LGBTQ rights movement and why there's so many parallels um, and, and overlaps and reasons for collaboration between those two groups. So I got a, the biggest question that comes up uh, with me is, I uh, say I'm I'm a I'm I'm just a a, a straight guy. Uh, I don't I don't have really a lot of ties to uh, to the LGBTQ movement. How do I be a better ally? How can I be the best ally I can be? That is such a phenomenal question. I'm so glad you asked. So the main way, um, and I, I just I love when <laughs> I love when especially when straight men ask me that question. I think it's awesome. So. The, the way that we see the greatest sea change and really like behavior and attitudinal, attitudinal changes happen is when we have these conversations at home um, with our loved ones, our neighbors, our college roommates, whatever it is. You know, you can you can know a gay person or be vaguely OK with marriage equality or generally be all right with with the way that um, that the gay rights movement is going, but not be actively helping the people who are LGBTQ and who are in your life. So the way that I like to start to tell people to be a better ally is by paying attention to the things that they hear around them in society and, and in their in their friend groups and noticing if there is ever any like casual homophobia tossed around. If you, if you go to hug your guy friend and you say no homo, or if you say that's so gay in your circle, or if somebody, you know, rolls their eyes or sort of smirks at a gay couple walking down the street, taking those little opportunities to, to challenge the people who participate in that and saying, Hey, you know, what was that about? And that didn't make me feel great. Can we talk a little bit about it? Um, because once people know that there's someone in their life who cares about this, or even if they know, um, someone who's LGBTQ themselves, that's when we really see people start to think critically, uh, in a way that that can lead to really positive social change. Now there's a lot of people that would say that kind of behavior, and I'm, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people say that kind of behavior would amount to tone policing. So like, uh, how would you, how would you suggest going about that in a way that is genuinely effective in accomplishing, you know, the goal of, of really being both challenging, but also, but, but not so off putting as to create a reaction, like a, you know, a, a, a pushback reaction. I mean, I think there's a difference between like tone policing versus content policing, right? Like if you're an asshole to somebody on the street, I don't think that it's out of line for somebody to call you on that and say like, why did you do that thing to that person? You know, I think that something that turns people off from like the term social justice warrior or like Tumblr activism or whatever, which I can say because I'm you know, on Tumblr 24 seven, um, <laughs> people get so scared that they're going to be called a bigot or a racist or a homophobe or whatever the word is, you know, as if being called that uh, is worse than the, than the slurs that some of those people toss around on a daily basis. I think if you come at it from a point of genuinely wanting to understand where that's coming from, like there, I'm sure all of us have at some point heard a term that we didn't know was necessarily a slur that we didn't know could be, you know, interpreted in a way that was, that was uncool or that was hurtful. I think sometimes we just have to break down, like, why did you say that? You know, don't make the assumption that someone had said that because they hate gay people. Maybe they just don't realize that what they're saying is wrong, or maybe they do have some kind of, um, like some, some toxic attitudes going on that you can, that you can start to unpack with them. I think, you know, either way, like it's, it's generally, it's generally acceptable to, to start that conversation if you want to know where someone's coming from. So one of the things you said earlier was that your book explores the ways that religion has helped uh, people within the LGBT community, um, LGBTQ community, sorry. 
um, that, that, that kind of grabbed my attention. So I, I'd like to hear more about that. Like, what are, what are some ways that religion has been helpful to that group? Definitely. So admittedly, it is, um, it is a shorter chapter. Than the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's basically, so when I say the ways that religion has helped LGBTQ people, I'm more looking at individuals who, um, who are LGBTQ and who find that faith is an important thing or a positive force in their life for some reason or another. So the primary stories of the people that I talk to, and I talk to, um, to atheists, to queer people, to queer people of faith, just across the spectrum, um, sort of a, a mix and match identity, <laughs> identity game. Um, a lot of the people that I talked to were people who were raised in some sort of faith, realized that they were queer, had some sort of moment about it and didn't know whether they should continue or not. And then found a way to reframe their faith that gave them more strength. And in some ways, even like solidified their queer identity and served as like a, as a positive force, um, positive force for change. You know, we talk about religion and there's uh, like so much of this book really outlines like the institutional issues that have come along with religion and the way that we hold some religious beliefs, um, that we prioritize them over like one over another, uh, in this country, especially, but I think we don't often talk about the ways that like you can be a person of faith and still have good morals and and make a faith that works for you that is that is not necessarily like what the Bible says or what the Quran says, but that is shaped by 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 the church that you choose to go to and the people that you surround yourself with. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to unpack the idea, um, not necessarily unpack, but I don't like the idea that religion is always the worst thing in the world if you are LGBTQ or if you are, you know, if you are a progressive person in any way. I think that the institutions have been very toxic, but on an individual level, if people want to practice in a way that brings them, that brings them goodness into their life and that inspires them to do good, then, you know, who am I to, to step in and stop them? We have uh, on this show for five years now, I don't think we've run a single episode that hasn't talked about some gay issue because of how religion is attacking them in some way or how some politician isn't attacking them in some way. And, uh, and what's sort of become the new sort of whipping boy of, of the far right has been trans people. They've been, they've been really kicked around lately, specifically because of bathroom bills and things like that. Um, do you feel like the, you know, do you feel like that uh, the the gay community is sort of uh, becoming a little more uh, accepted, um, and we're starting to we're we're, we're starting to sh- the, those people are starting to shift their focus on the trans community because that's what it feels like to us as outsiders. Yes, um, yes, and no at the same time. I think that the fact that marriage equality was legalized and is I mean I don't want to ever say that anything is set in stone because nowadays we really never know. Um, it feels like nothing is sacred more, um, in the, yeah. in the most atheist way to use that word. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you have to grasp, I think a bit harder to f- find a religious reason to oppose trans equality. And a lot of it has been people taking particular, um, like verses out of the Bible about what it means to be a man or a woman and trying to apply that to trans issues. Um, but it's, it's much more of a stretch. So we're going into some kind of new territory here. Um, but I will also say that like, yes, I think that right now, um, 
gay, lesbian, and bisexual folks are in a better um, position societally, or I guess I should say gay and lesbian, because bi people never really um, <laughs> are, are still, I think, underrepresented and under-talked about. The conservative, like anti-LGBTQ religious side, uh, still has its has, still has some kind of fire against against your run-of-the-mill non-trans gays and lesbians. Uh, I think because of things like parenting and conversion therapy, and um, what's the new thing that everyone is all up in arms about? Oh, like wedding cakes and yeah. bakers having the right to you know to deny um, providing services to couples who are getting married, things right. like that. So. It's definitely like trans people are more of like the hot topic of who conservatives are after now. But I don't think that means that things are are, are totally over um, for everybody else. So what prompted you to write this particular book? So I'd been writing for um, for Hemant Mehta's site, FriendlyAtheist.com, for a little over five years now. And I always covered the LGBT beat for him. Um, and for a long time, we had talked about how... You know, it seemed like there was such a natural allyship between these groups and so many opportunities for collaboration. Uh, but neither of us saw that many examples of atheists actively working toward LGBTQ equality or the other way around, which is interesting because LGBTQ people are um, among the least religious of any uh, like any group um, in the U.S. Close to half of LGBTQ Americans identify as non-religious, which is close to twice the number for the um, for the general population, and still there were not as many um, as many like examples of of active allyship happening between the two of them. So we decided that um, that it was worth putting in the effort to um, to explore that relationship a little bit more and and see the history of it and talk to some of the people who belong to one group or the other or both in a lot of cases um, and really really lay out all the reasons why it makes so much sense uh, for there to be more work happening between the two. I'm actually really surprised to hear that because, you know, when I, when I think of the, the other shows that are similar to my show and or Cecil's show and sort of our friends within community, it's an extremely focused and engaged group on LGBTQ issues. It, it, that really surprises me. Oh, and I'm not saying that it was that it's not there. Uh, I mean, and I, I again, I talked to um, to plenty of people who were doing work at both movements. I think that just you know, and I, I got this from a lot of the interviews as well. There's still this um, this I guess forever debate in the atheist community of what does atheism really mean? Does it does it start and end with not believing in God? Or is there some kind of call to social action that should come along yeah. with it? Is there a community that's... Yeah, that's a broader issue for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a much bigger issue. So I think this sort of attaches to that in that this could be something um, that really connects to that sense of like justice and community and and not being, um, not having your life dictated by someone else's religion. But also it makes sense that, you know, fighting for LGBTQ rights is fighting for atheist rights. Because when, you know, when religion is used to to get somebody fired from a job or turn someone away from a business or to put a kid through, you know, electric shock therapy um, to make him gay because his, or to make him straight because his religious parents don't want him to uh, to be gay. Those are all things that atheists can also connect to because it's uh, it's the imposition of religion in these really broad, broad ways that atheists generally would disagree with. It's interesting because I, I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with an atheist that has been you know, anti-gay and, 
most of the conversations that do come away with why gay is wrong is biblical. Yeah, I can't think right. of a single reason why people look at two consenting adults and say, this is part of my business. I can't, you know, as an atheist, but I can see it only in religion. It seems like religion is really the only thing that ever really pushes against that. It really is. And the vast majority of atheists agree with you there. See, I think the the difficulty that comes up for me is when atheists say, I agree with you. There's no reason why two consenting adults shouldn't be together. Therefore, I have said my piece and I'm an ally yeah. and I've done my part for the movement. I think what I'm trying to say is that the fact that there are so many people um, who are atheists and who share that belief, but maybe it just sort of stops there aside from, you know, the, the, there's always a handful who are more vocal and active, obviously. Um, but this is this is really a call for atheists to say, like, this is something that I personally care about and want to invest my time in rather than just like, yes, they're adults. Check. Do your thing. And now I'm going to go back to living my life. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes, that makes sense. So the book is come is the book is still uh, I see the Kickstarter still up. Um, is the book scheduled to be released? Yeah, so we're hoping to have it out in uh, at the end of November, early December. Uh, so we're kickstarting it. We're about halfway through the Kickstarter at this moment, um, and the Kickstarter is to uh, to be able to fund production and to um, to publish it and get it all formatted and really put the finishing touches on it. Well, what we'll do is we'll put a, a link to the Kickstarter in uh, in this week's show notes. Uh, along with uh, links to uh, to you on Twitter and to uh, and to your blog, so that people can find you. Thanks so much for joining us. This has really been a great conversation. Thank you, Camille. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Everybody has a way of interpreting them to be the truth or not true. There, there's no such thing, unfortunately, more of fact. So, Tom, let's talk a little bit about Mythicist Milwaukee before we do anything else. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, this last week there was a conference in. Uh, in Wisconsin at Milwaukee, there was a bunch of hullabaloo that happened around it. Uh, uh, Carl from his famous Sargon of a Cod videos, uh, challenged, uh, Thomas Smith, uh, the person without feet to a duel or something. <laughs> um, actually it was a really, it was a really contentious, not even a debate, just sort of like an argument. The, the argument did not go well for Thomas. And afterwards, mm -hmm. he was at a bar and you just happened to be up in Wisconsin and you stopped by right. the yeah. conference and you had a talk with Carl. Yeah. So I, Haley and I went up there. We, we actually didn't intend to go. We just happened to be in Wisconsin about an hour away for another event. And then about 930, we're like, oh, let's swing over there. And so we swung over there, um, grabbed a drink, hung out with Thomas for a little while, went outside. Um, and you know, we were just standing out there and, and Carl was out there with his folks. Um, and I decided I wanted to, you know, I wanted to challenge Carl. I, I think, and, and I want to talk about the reasons why, um, cause the reasons why I think are, are why this is important to me. Um, this sort of nonsense, this sort of idea, I, I don't, I actually don't even want to talk about his tweet and I don't want to talk about the substance or lack thereof, of, of his, uh, YouTube channel. What I want to talk about is the broader concept that provoking people, trolling, being a shitlord, all that garbage, all that nonsense, this idea that we have a different and lesser set of social standards and social rules and social norms because we happen to be online, um, I, I reject wholesale any value in that idea. And that's what I try to challenge. I didn't challenge Carl on any of the, on, on the tweet or any of that. I kept asking, what is the value of provoking people just to provoke people? Sure. 
Um, and his first response, his knee-jerk first response was, because it upsets you. And I said, well, that's the effect of provoking people. That's a tautology. Yeah. That's not a value. That's simply the definition yeah, of provoking, just, yes, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and and it, got, it got heated, and I eventually got, and everyone knows, you know, at this point, you know, I got... They asked me to leave. The, they actually asked the police to ask me to leave, so I left. Um, although it was nothing more than just a, a an exchange, a heated exchange. There was no and it violence. really. And I've watched this video. It's not really all that heated. It's no, just it's, it's, it's you just asking questions. A lot of people are screaming around you, so you have to be loud in order to do it. And you're normally a loud guy anyway. Right. So when I when I saw this video, I never once thought that there was any kind of danger or you were being rude or I I thought you were just really just asking a, asking him questions. I mean, I guess these people just aren't used to talking to humans. Right. I didn't so, even curse. At yeah. You didn't <clears throat> curse. I watched it. I was just yeah. like, yeah. So, so, um, but you know, I, the concept that, that really upsets me, the, 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 the part that I really get fired up about. Um, and, and the thing that worries me is that if we don't confront this bullying bullshit, and that's what this is, yeah, right? It's just bullying. All this stuff is, is bullying. Um, and, and, and this is the worst kind of bullying, right? When, when I was a bully and when I was being bullied as a young person, I've been on both sides of that. Um, you had to do it in person, right? And there were social consequences to it. If you're going to be a shitty person to other people, eventually you become a social outcast, right? Eventually people start to grow up and people start to look down their nose at you and they see you as the shithead that you are becoming, yeah. right? And then social pressures begin to apply and you have to sort of say like, well, this isn't, you gotta, you gotta make a decision. Like, is this who I wanna be or is this not who I wanna be? And then you have to make choices in your life that, help, that that generally navigate people away from living a life of bullying, right? But one thing that concerns me is that because we have this bizarre, shitty set of social norms that seems to exist only online, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but that exists only online where people feel like bullying and provoking other people and trolling, whatever that nonsense is, and being a shitlord and all that garbage. It, when they look at that as not only acceptable, but in some cases virtuous, it, it, we no longer have those kinds of social pressures, which will push people out of this behavior and into a more mature stage of being and right. into a more uh, just and socially cognizant and socially aware state of being. And as, as more and more people spend more and more of their time, particularly young people engaging with everyone online as much, or if not more than they do in person, we are going to build a world that fosters rather than minimizes this kind of behavior. Right now, peer-to-peer -peer interactions, genuine eye-to-eye -eye interactions, they minimize this kind of stuff. Because I'll tell you, Carl talks a whole lot on his YouTube channel, and he talks a whole lot on Twitter. But Not when he anymore. stands next to you eye-to-eye, is he? Yeah, I think he's but, but he has. Yeah. When he stood next to me eye-to-eye, -eye, he didn't talk that kind of shit, right? No. All of a sudden, all those social norms kick in and we're two guys standing there and there's consequences for the way we speak. And there's there, there all these other things kick in. They, they normalize, they humanize how we're going to behave in a lot of ways. If we abandon that for a lesser set of standards for communicating with each other, that shit is going to teach people that this sort of behavior, this sort of mean spirited bullying bullshit. And that's all that it is. It has a lot of language surrounding it around free speech and authoritarianism. That's nonsense. This is just people who like to be mean because they think it's funny. Yeah. And you know, here's the other thing. Yeah. The other thing is, is like, look, 
I do this show and I like to think that people who listen to the show can have differing ideas with me. I don't, I don't think I want to scare away people who have different, differing ideas. I don't want those people to go away. I want them to, I want them to, to, to listen to this show and think about it and be like, Oh, you know, maybe I didn't think about it that way. Or I totally disagree with you. Here's my email. We get emails all the time from people constantly get emails all the time from people with differing views. People have differing ideas than us. And I'm okay with that. I kind of want this show to sort of be a bigger tent than that. We, we clearly have political ideologies that we are, we are both very much that are very big parts of our life. Mm -hmm. So that sort of steers the way the show goes. But I think that people who, you know, might be more moderate or whatever, might be able to listen to the show and, and understand the points of view that we have. Um, I feel like this show also is a place where I get to see if there's some way I can make the world a better place. And I can see if there's some way I can get to know true stuff. Those are two good pursuits, right? Learn, making the world a better place and knowing true things. Those people, the people that were involved in this whole thing yeah. up there, that didn't matter to them. Neither one of those things yeah. mattered to them. You know, there is this idea that floats around that if somebody says, well, I'm just an asshole. Yeah. That, that it somehow ameliorates their assholery. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, it absolutely does not. Saying that you're an asshole is a proclamation to the world that you are an asshole, yeah. but it in no way obligates the world to do anything other than treat you like an asshole. Yeah. You know, if you tell me you're an asshole, I'm going to take it your word for it, and I'm going to treat you like one. Sure. Right? Because that's how you behave. Yeah. And that's who you are, and that's your identification. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the one thing I want to talk about, too, is, you know, there's this idea about free speech that comes up constantly over and over and over again. We got a bunch of people this week shooting shit at us. Like, you know, here's the Black Lives Matter people that were shutting down conversation at the ACLU. These are the people that you guys support, yada, yada, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people send us messages and, and do this shit all the time. And especially these type of people, the people that showed up at this conference, the people, these shit lords, we respect free speech. I respect it. You know, people shouldn't be shutting down these talks. They should be, you know, people should be just, there should be an argument and ideas that should flow and we should decide that way. Listen to those clips. Listen to those clips and listen to that fucking debate when it comes out when this is Milwaukee wants to charge you money for it. Listen to it. Listen to those clips too because I heard those clips ahead of time. Every one of those fuckers in the audience is jeering them. They're shouting. You can hear them yelling in the crowd. You fuckers don't give a fuck about free speech. You don't fucking care about free speech. You're fucking jerking off to free speech all the time. You are doing exactly what fucking Black Lives Matter was doing when they were shutting down a speaker. Yeah. You're doing the exact goddamn thing. You're doing the exact thing. When Thomas would start to say something, you'd shout him down. And yet you fucking, you don't ever recognize it when you're doing it. You don't ever recognize the fact that you're shutting someone else down. You don't want to hear these things. Well, Look, here's the thing. I'm totally cool with that. I'm okay with it because I'm okay when Black Lives Matter shouts somebody down. I'm fine with it. You guys all paid to be in the space. If you guys don't want to hear ideas, that's up to you. Yep. That's up to you to make that decision. But don't fucking look down your nose every other time it happens and not realize that you're doing it too. And that's the thing is it's, it's the hypocrisy that makes me nuts, right? Yeah. And it's constant. It's constant with these people. You know, these, these, there's, this, there's this group of people up there that scream at Thomas Smith and jeer at him and yell at him on stage. And then they do the, you know, the free speech thing. And then, you know, you got mad. You, you mad, bro. You mad, bro. But then you watch them and they're fuming sometimes. Yeah. They're absolutely fuming. Yeah. So this idea that, you know, like you pay attention only when it's the other person is ridiculous. You're doing all the same things. Just recognize you're doing it too. And I, I, I got to touch on the other point, like the idea that 
that it is a it is it is some kind of virtue to be emotionless. Yeah, it is not a virtue to be emotional. These people aren't emotionless. Nobody's emotionless, yeah, and they're not. The, the thing is, like, you can't care about free speech and be emotionless. Yeah, right. Because you care about something. Exactly. Anytime you care about something, you're bringing emotion. Emotion is part of the human experience. Why are we pretending that we are? Some robotic version of the human animal. We are not. I mean, I understand. We shouldn't be. I understand the the necessity to want to not use your emotions as the only rudder to steer you in this world. That, of course, makes sense. Right. Yes, we want to be rational people, but we also want to recognize that emotions are, are are something that's part of us. You know, this idea that emotion is always negative, like that's garbage. That's a garbage idea. Like. It, we we don't do the same thing for positive emotions, yeah. right? Yeah. We don't do that. Like if, if, if somebody says, I love you, does it mean nothing to you? Do those words yeah, not elicit emotion? Of, course, emo of right? course. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's, it's a stupid, th the idea that it only matters if you're mad or that there's something that you said because you said it while you were mad is less impactful or less true. If and I say the earth is, if I say the sun is 93 million miles away and I say it angrily, it doesn't change <laughs> doesn't stop how it from far being the it. earth is or yeah. the sun is. Right? It doesn't stop it. So I was contacted by someone too recently, and this is something, this is some house cleaning that we have to do regardless of whether, you know, this big tent of atheism has some, has some real house cleaning we have to do because there's a secret group out there of people who have been sexually assaulted by leaders of our community. There's a secret group of people out there right now. I found out about it just very recently. Someone contacted me and let me know that a secret group of people exists that have been sexually assaulted by atheist community leaders. How disgusting is that, right? We come from a group of people that, you know, we're not perfect, right? We're not perfect. But at the same time, we should be policing our own to stop this sort of thing. So there's a lot of house cleaning that has to happen all over in the atheist community. This is something that was just shocking to me when I found out. Absolutely shocking that such a thing would exist. I'm kind of stunned myself. I don't know what to say. So we want to thank our most uh, recent patrons, Haley, Richard, Scott, Gordon, Sips Professional, Candy Poet, Brandon, Steve, Karen, Kevin, Tim, Brian, Godzilla Eyes, <laughs> Corey, Richard, Christopher, Conrad, Janet, Jared, Oh Holy One, Satan Swampy Asshole, Fat Girl Ballet, Thomas's chief goon, <laughs> purple bacon taco, yes, honey buns, needs coffee, Rapella, Bex, Kayla, and Jody. Thanks so much for your generous donations. You. you are the people who make Glory Hole Studios happen. Thank you so much. We got a Vic Berger, another uh, video of his we're going to post on this week's show notes from Kevin. It's really just fucking weird it's, and amazing these videos. these videos are just great <clears throat> we'd love to talk to vic Berger. we would love to talk to vic Berger. we have not had any success no. if you guys have an access to vic Berger, yeah. tweet at him do hook something come up we'd but love we'd to love talk to him on the show got a message from mia and mia just let us know that she sort of started listening a while ago and uh, we helped her through some tough times mia thanks for listening and anything we Absolutely. did that helped you know it was totally by accident <laughs> um, <laughs> like most good like things most we do. Good things. Um, we got a we got a message from Aaron, and Aaron's got a great image, a Trump image. It's an it image. We're gonna put it on this week's show notes. That's great. We loved it. 
Uh, we got a bunch of messages about the AmeriCorps or possibly the National Guard would be the thing that would, you were talking about last time, yeah, Tom. And, and maybe I didn't, uh, maybe I didn't make myself clear. Like it, the National Guard is not what I'm thinking of. The National Guard, you know, they they train with weapons. They can be mobilized to fight. They're, that's a fighting force. Sure. I mean, they do other things. Yeah. But they are, when necessary, a fighting force, right? So if I join the National Guard, there's a possibility I can get sent overseas and you know, have to carry a gun around and shoot people. I am talking about a civil defense force where there is no possibility that you carry a gun around. There are no yeah. guns. Yeah. You are not trained to shoot and kill people. You are trained only to save people. You yeah. are trained only to help, like a help yeah. force. Well, the AmeriCorps would be something like that, but it's not funded so in the smaller. same way. It's not yeah. funded in the same way right. that you're talking. You're talking about like, like, like a defense a budget. Yeah, like yeah. the same, not military, but the same kind of concept where I could join it, and I could I could devote myself to it and I could get you could be a general in this thing. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But it is not military. Yeah. Right. So there's no chance that I'm gonna be sent off to fight because they don't train you to fight. It's not fighting. No fighting. Well zero fighting. I'm big sure. budget. Oh. <laughs> okay. Zero fighting, big budget. Let's see if we can make that happen. All right. We got a message from uh this is from Jeffrey, and he said, uh, he said, Hey, I'm just wondering. If uh, if you guys could mention my group, because I'm in Saskatchewan, I think he Ew. said. Is that what he said? Yeah, Saskatchewan. I didn't think those were real. And that's have we caught one yet? No, they. That, but that that fucking guy who stays out in the woods can make a call for one, though, can't he? Be yeah. Like, <laughs> I've seen him on those those jerky commercials. Yeah. The Saskatchewan yeah, shows Saskatch up. Saskatchewan. Yeah. Fuck shit up. Yeah. The uh, this this gentleman wanted us to mention. The first United Prostafarian Church of Saskatchewan is his group. He wants, we're going to put a link on this week's show notes. We want, uh, he wants to just to know people in his area that are atheists. So if you happen to be in the great state of Saskatchewan or whatever, I don't know, <laughs> and want to get in touch with them there, we're going to put it on this week's show notes. So you can do that. It's only 300 miles to the yeah, next exactly. person. No kidding, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we can get together for beers. It'll take us each six hours to get there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, let's start it fermenting now. Yeah. And it will be beer. How about we both crack one and do a voice, a voice over IP with a video? What, right. Does that sound good? Yeah. That's probably the only way to meet up there. Jesus. Um, but we'll post it on this week's show notes for him. So uh, we want to thank Camille for joining us today. Uh, she has a book coming out called Queer Disbelief, Why LGBTQ Equality is an Atheist Issue. Um, we're going to put a link to the Kickstarter. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be ways in which you can contact her. We'll put her Twitter on here as well. Um, so you can pre-order the book. Uh, we're hoping that her book uh, book does well. It looks like a great book. And she's Absolutely. a very knowledgeable person. Uh, so check her stuff out. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. 
thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.